Good evening, and welcome to Dan Bain's Sleep Time Mumbles, a podcast you can miss. I am Dan Bain, and every episode I improvise a low-stakes podcast for you to fall asleep to. I noticed over the last month, perhaps, some people bought some merchandise from my Tea Public store. I think some t-shirts, something like that. If you were a person who bought a Sleepy Time Mumbles t-shirt. I'd love to see you wearing it in a location. If you're on Instagram and happen to have a a photo of you wearing it, please tag me in it at Sleepy Time Mumbles because I find it hilarious and I'd love to see it. I'd like to take a second to thank those people also who have made a small monetary donation via my Ko-fi page. If everyone who listened to the show bought me a cup of coffee, I would be very caffeinated and unable to get to sleep. So, and isn't there something pleasing about that? I put you to sleep, you keep me awake. I feel like there's a marketing slogan in that somewhere. Of course the best thing you can always do to help the show is to rate a review on Apple Podcasts or just tell a friend who you think might enjoy the show. You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at I am Dan Bain or as mentioned Sleepy Time Mumbles on Instagram. Links to all of these things and how to support the show are all in the show notes which you could look at But not now. That can wait. For now, put down your phone, turn off your screens, close your eyes. Now it's time to be mumbled to sleep. Season 3, Episode 11, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen. Warning, the following episode contains spoilers for the computer game XCOM, XCOM 2, 
XCOM 2 War of the Chosen and XCOM Enemy Unknown yes XCOM 2 War of the Chosen is the video game that I have played the most certainly at least as an adult perhaps as a child there was something that occupied my time more but thinking back over my adulthood I can't really think of a game that has occupied more of my time as such I have quite an in-depth knowledge and understanding of the game and this evening we will be exploring that in minute detail before any meaningful discussion of XCOM 2 War of the Chosen begins one must have a understanding of the narrative that has been established and set up that we arrive in at the beginning of XCOM 2 War of the Chosen in XCOM Enemy Unknown the first of the rebooted season of the earlier classic XCOM UFO defense is that what it was called? I don't recall although I did play it and finish it the series was rebooted by Phyrexis and in this game you, the player take on the role of the global coordinator of a extraterrestrial defense force that is mobilized to defend earth against a invading extraterrestrial threat the XCOM reboot took the mechanics of the original game streamlined some of them and basically faithfully replicated them in a fancy graphics package I enjoyed it immensely and played it through to completion 
multiple times. Also in the expansion to it, Enemy Within, which added the ability to turn your soldiers into robots or into genetically enhanced mutants. I also played that several times through to completion. However, in this, I was in fairly rarefied company because the global statistics reflect that the majority of campaigns of the original XCOM end in failure. Here is where XCOM is rather unusual compared to many modern games which want you to finish them. XCOM does not. It wants you to suffer and potentially win but it will not hold your hand in order to do so with this information that the majority of runs at the game ended in failure for the sequel XCOM 2 a very bold narrative choice was made and that is that the canon result of the first game was failure that you the commander of earth's forces had failed to defend against the alien invasion had been captured and earth occupied and taken over by the invading alien forces and that is where we find ourselves at the beginning of XCOM 2 War of the Chosen let's talk about some of the characters that you will interact with in a friendly manner firstly and most importantly Bradford Bradford is your second in command and assumes command of the XCOM project when you're captured and it is him he that organizes your eventual rescue 
to resume the resistance. Bradford in the first game is a fresh-faced, straight out of officer training school. But by the time we meet him again in XCOM 2 War of the Chosen, he's a grizzled veteran, up to all sorts of cool stuff. a jersey, a green cable knit jersey. Who else? Head of Engineering, Lily Shen. Lily Shen has a little robe, flying robot buddy called Rover. And he flies around getting up to things. Lily Shen is the daughter of Raymond Shen, the head of engineering in the first game who tragically died in the aftermath of the fall of the original XCOM UFO defense. The final member of the important crew is Tigan. Chief Scientist and Medical Officer aboard the Avenger. A former member of the Advent Government, more on that later, who has removed the chip from his head and joined the crew of the Avenger. Tigan leads the research efforts that will be essential to XCOM and the Resistance ongoing success. These are the main allies that we have, but there will be secondary ones. There are, in addition to the general resistance and XCOM itself, your particular arm of the resistance. There is also the Reapers, who are led by Volk, who is a man with a beard. More on the Reapers later. Then there are the skirmishers, who are led by, I want to say, Bezo, Bezos, but I think I'm confusing that with Jeff Bezos from Amazon.
I'm not sure. And then there's the leader of the Templars, who's called Prion or something. Not hugely memorable, but still little friendly friends that will sometimes have something to say. At the final notable ally on your side is the the councilman who was the faceless liaison between you and the different council nations in the first XCOM who somehow survived and infiltrated the advent government from inside here he feeds you crucial information that will be essential to overthrowing the alien menace That's the cast of characters on on your side. Now, let's run through the basic narrative of the game in its entirety, from beginning to end. So first we have the events of XCOM 1 where the commander, you, sets up and controls the global defense against the alien menace. However, the, this event is futile. The base is destroyed. The commander is... The rest of the team scattered to the wind. Bradford continues making little hit-and-run attacks against the aliens, but nothing is super effective. Somehow Raymond Shen captures a downed UFO, the Avenger. But it is never... It doesn't fly, it's downed. That bird is downed. Then... 20 years after the arrival of the Elders... On... Unification Day... A message is sent from the Reapers. They have discovered the location of the package. The package is you, the commander. Bradford launches Operation Great Gatecrasher to 
rescue the commander and he does so but some people die Jane Kelly does not she is a soldier Bradford is also on the mission they fly back to the Avenger and Tygen extracts the control chip from the commander's brain your brain when you wake up you discover that all of the runs of XCOM 1 that you'd done were just a simulation that the aliens were running over and over to learn your tactics so that's pretty bad they all those failed missions even the successful ones just a simulation while you were stuck in a stasis suit in a, in a tank Bradford hands control of the Avenger over to you Lily Shen has a mission for you so you send a squad out and recover a piece of electro machinery it's the final piece that you need for the Avenger once this mission is successful the Avenger is now able to fly oh yeah then you fly around the world fighting little guerrilla battles and attempting to thwart the alien presence then you're contacted by the councilman he's undercover in the alien base he tells you they're working on a project they don't know what the project is but it's called the avatar project and if they get to the end of that it's going to be curtains for the resistance but he has a tip he has a lead for you in another region across the world there is a, a black site where some sort of mysterious activity has been going on that is related to the avatar project so you should you should check it out but you can't do that yet because you have to get in contact with that region in the meantime you get a message from Volk and I don't know whatever that lady's name is Jeff Bezos Be Bezos head of the head of the reapers and 
the um, skirmishers. Can you, Commander, broker a peace deal between these two adversaries? Bring them together against the common foe. A strike team is set in in two separate units. One to escort Dragonova to the meat spot. Dragonova is a, a reaper. And the other one to escort Pretile Mox. First of the freed advent. And they meet up. Suddenly, they're attacked by a mysterious being. It's one of the Chosen. That's right, from the title, War of the Chosen. The Chosen are three incredibly powerful beings, more powerful than any of the aliens normal troops and they it is the assassin one there are three of them the assassin the hunter the warlock and the assassin is the one that is there and she can go invisible and she kidnaps Praetile Mox he is captured. Uh oh. But now. Now the Reapers are on your side and willing to help to rescue Mox. But that, that mission happens. happens later. In the meantime. You do all sorts of stuff and try and get your soldiers better and not have them die and research new stuff we'll go into all that later on eventually you do the black site mission it's a weird refinery in it you find some goopy liquid some sort of mass extracted DNA from the Advent Gene Clinics. That's right, these gene clinics that they have been established in the middle of town that can heal all your illnesses. They've actually been liquefying the people in order to find something, something in their DNA. This is the precursor part of the Avatar project. Dun, 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 dun. In order to get any further though, we need to get into the Advent computer systems now because all the Advent troops are linked together by mind control and having those 
chips inside their brains. Uh, an invention is made that's kind of an intrusive knife thing that direct links into their brains in order to hack into the system. So this is made, but then when it happens, when when it gets deployed by s stabbing a guy in the head with it, uh, an electronic countermeasure thing, in kind of humanoid version, computer thing, manifests a new type of enemy called the Codex. If you defeat this, you now get the Codex brain. You now have the goo and the codex brain. In order to research those, you need to build the shadow chamber, a high-tech research facility. You build the shadow chamber. You research the things. Then you have to yeah, do energy signal where there's a gate, gateway, into another, what looks like another dimension. You capture the gate, you bring that back, you install it into the shadow chamber. Ooh, now we're talking. Then, it's probably time to try and get this bloomin' gate open. You open the gate, it goes to the alien base. You send a strike team to the Advent Control Tower. Their job is to sabotage it, small team, while the big team goes through the gate and defeats what's on the other side. I also missed out that the Avatar project is about trying to find a body that can house the elders because they are dying of a disease and are pretty much just just energy now. So they're kind of uh, genociding people in order to find perfect the perfect kind of genetic makeup of that. There's also a mission to go and find the blank form that they're planning to install themselves in and then what happens that's right you the commander get installed into that body so now you aren't just commanding you're also in the battles and you are going through that gate and you go through the gate and there are heaps of guys through there let me tell you right now there are blimmin heaps of them and if you haven't dealt with the Chosen, all three of them, they're going to be in there as well. This is going to be a two-part episode, because I haven't even got into describing the game mechanics. And believe me, I am going to do it in excruciating detail. That was Season 3, Episode 11, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen. Sleepy Time Mumbles is produced by Noost Octopus and is...
is hosted and created by me, Dan Bain. If you'd like to support the show, the links are all in the notes. We'd love to have you on board. Until next time. Good night. Sleep tight.